This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey! Happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland radio listeners. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your weekend. Well, let's start with the most important man, Will Darkens. What's happening? Uh, what's up, dude? Hey, all right. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm great. You sound... Sound a little rough? You sound rough. Nah, well. I think, uh, let me tell you something. You tell, that, you tell me something. I respect your hat game. Oh, yeah? Look at that. I've learned to respect it over How time. How about that? But the fact that you sound rough right now, sure, you have a beard and you're wearing a what looks to be a train what a what train now? conductor's hat. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned for you. Are you really? What's going on right now? What do you mean? I want you to voice what is going on in your head and your life. In my head, yeah, a little hangover. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. That's, that's all? Yeah, that's that's what's going on in my head right now. On my head. This hat was unearthed this week uh, from, from very long ago. This hat was purchased probably, shoot, 1995 <laughs> on a trip to the coast. Uh, I don't, I don't, what I just, you, I, what, hey, what are you doing? No, go ahead. What are you doing there? Sorry. Uh, coast trip, probably 1995. So I'd have been... Probably end of uh, junior high, going into high school. Sure would. And uh, and I was at the um, hat shop, Lincoln City. They've got all the there's different a store hats. called the Hat Shop. You know, there's everywhere you go on vacation. There's a hat shop. You know, and you try on a bunch of different hats. Nobody ever buys anything. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get myself a train conductor's hat. 
I actually have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know that there's a hat shop in every. You walk. You walk down the uh, the the main street of any small vacation town. Okay. You tell me that you've never been into a store that, that just sells exclusively hats. sells hats. Yeah. These exist everywhere, everywhere, every small town in America. I think maybe you're just thinking of like the Oregon coast because I will no, agree no. with you. At the Oregon coast, no. for some reason, at every sure. effing town. There is a local hat shop where, you know, I get it. It's the beach, so you need a hat, sure. right? Yeah. Well, so you you have commented on my vacation hat that was purchased in a hat shop on the main strip in Waikiki. Uh, we ducked into the hat shop in Lahaina last time we were in Maui. Mm. The girls were looking at uh, getting some new hats. Uh, we just went to Hawaii. My wife went into the same hat shop where I bought my vacation hat. She was looking for her own vacation hat. Uh, yeah. New Orleans has their hat shops, and anywhere you go, if you go to the tourist area, there's a hat shop. It's not unique to the Oregon coast. You just don't travel. Uh, there's a picture of my wife and I, I think in San Diego, we were in a hat shop, right on the little boardwalk along the water, and we're trying on uh, space hats, and it pull, shows up in my uh, rotator of, uh, of, mm. of pictures every once in a while. Space hat? Yeah, space hats. I was wearing a- What's a space hat? What do you mean a space hat? It looked like a, it looked like a helmet, except for it was a hat. <laughs> Very stupid space hats. It's a very funny picture, but I think I don't know if we were just married or dating or what it was. But that picture comes up all the time, and there's two young, spry kids uh, wearing space hats. And it, it oh, so it's like you guys are astronauts. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, one is an astronaut, like an actual, like looks like a helmet. The other one says NASA on it, and it's a stupid hat. But anyways, there's stupid hat shops all over the place. So when I was a young kid. I bought this stupid hat. It's a train conductor's hat. Yeah. And then I wore it for a very long time. It was one in, in heavy rotation in my youth. And then uh, and then my brother stole it for a while, and he wore it for a long time. I think when he went off to college to play basketball, he stole my hat, and he wore it for a very long time. And then I stole it back, and I wore it. And uh, my wife revealed the other day, as we're kind of moving things around in the closets, mm. she goes... You know, that's been always been one of my favorite hats. I'm like, the train conductor hat? She's like, yeah. And so it was out, and I have a slight hangover this morning. And slight? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not killing You're me. Drunk. I showed up. A slight hangover this morning, so I decided <laughs> I to throw it up. Yeah. Well, if it was a terrible hangover, I wouldn't have made it. B.S. Well, that's true. Haven't you ever been to anything and you're oh. just like horrifically hungover and you have to put some effort into it? Because believe you me, we all know that this is slap D time for two hours and we talk about sports. Yeah, it's well a little bit. Sometimes. But sometimes. You have to at least be like Yeah, but I'm not sentient. I, I am not <laughs> I am not Jason Swigart Vegas hungover. That, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I had a few whiskeys last night, played some ping pong in my brother's basement. Damn. You do you play better drunk? Uh, no, actually, I got worse as the evening went on. Yeah, I would yeah. well, and uh, and my th this was the invitation. Went and played golf yesterday afternoon. Mm. The my wife is in Napa right now. And lovely, the, it is lovely. Uh, my sister in law is having a fortieth birthday, so uh, her and my wife and a few friends they went down to Napa. My kids are at my mom's house. So I I played golf with my brothers, and they're like, you should come over and play ping pong. You should probably also grab a bottle of whiskey on the way over. Yeah. So those things happened, and then we played ping pong, and I was on fire early. I was I was whooping people uh, left and right handed, and then uh, badass. Well, you know how I roll. Mm. And then uh, and then as the evening went on, uh, I slowly uh, 
relegated myself to second best in the room, which is always disappointing. Uh, yeah. uh, but my brother and my dad and uh, my other brother, they're like, we've been playing a lot of ping pong. You should come over because I beat them all at golf. Mm. So then it was, uh, yeah, you should come over and play ping pong. And they thought they had me. And, uh, and now I need to collect my, uh, my paddles, my mallets, and then go back over there today and, and, and clean their clocks. That's the plan. This is, this is the way things are going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink a lot of water this morning. <laughs> Go for a run after the show. We'll uh, clear out the... Uh, you are not going for clear- a run. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm ready to go. What did you eat this morning? Nothing. I'm not eating that. You're anymore. not going for a run. No, I'm going. I'm totally going there for a no run. No way yeah. hell. No, I'm good. What are you going to eat before that run? Nothing. I'm good. You are going yeah. to I be eat after a, a run. No. nightmare. Hey, <laughs> if you I didn't don't say, eat something. I didn't say it was going to be a quality run. Why don't you go into the gonna kitchen here no, at I'm Odyssey, good. the oh. first class kitchen? No, and why don't you d- dig into that no, old I, like I, Pyrex bowl of ham and eggs? I walked. I walked right <laughs> past uh, Glenn and Jerry, who are our chefs that come in on Saturday mornings yes, and prepare the course, pre- prepare the entire buffet for us. Yeah. And I said, I don't need. Your eggs Benedict this morning. I said, get out of my face. I go, you go and make your yogurt bowl for Will like you always do. That's right. Take care of all of our adoring fans that sit just right outside of the studio. We have a live studio audience, yeah. but we never put them on mic because you could, you wouldn't be able to hear us. They're, no. they're so raucous, the crowd that's here. It's like the Today Show. It, oh, it's like the Today Show on crack is what it is. Everybody, everybody's crazy. Now well, you have my attention. Yeah, now I've got your attention. So anyways, yeah, so that's... That's how I ended up with the hat. It was sitting there, and I did not want to make any choices. And I was like, oh, one of my wife's favorite. Apparently, this is my wife's favorite hat. I will say right now. I have no idea. That is, by far and away, the most appropriate response to why are you wearing a train conductor's hat? (laughs) That's a pretty good story. The only other good response is, yeah, I operate trains. (laughs) I, I, I drove my train to work yeah, today. If you told me I drove my train to work, because we actually do live by <laughs> some tracks. There's a train parked in the yeah. park, Odyssey parking right lot. Right in the parking lot. I'd go, ah, all right. How would you feel if I if I took like a 1978 Ford Pinto mm. and then built like a structure on top of it so it looked like a train and that's what I drove into work oh, today? Oh, man. Would that be sweet or what? If, I would if love If you're rolling that. down the freeway. And somebody just built like a, a heavy armature on an old crappy car. But you know something like people do that. I know. And I don't understand those people. Now, I'll go left field here for you and just say this is within the same concept field here. Yeah. Is that like, you know, people who like make themselves look like animals through oh, plastic surgery? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's people fully committing to sure. like a lifestyle that you just don't belong. There's a guy. Like, if you did that to the El Camino and you souped it up to make it look like a like Ooh, an El Amtrak Camino would be train, better than the Pinto. Yeah. And like you, you had like a little it. like cafeteria thing in there with like one seat and everything. I'd be like, dude, I think you need to give up on this. Like. It's not, this isn't you. I this, love trains just so much. You come over to my house and it's just like like uh, little model trains all oh, over the place. Oh, boy. Like I walk in and as soon as I open the door, the little uh, the little train just comes over and brings me my coffee. Oh, lovely. <laughs> little Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I open it, the train turns on. They're just always running. The, another train that goes around my bed at night. Yeah, no. I just... I, this hat, I don't, for whatever reason, it just never got tossed out. The the other thing about this train conductor's hat that you, I mean, this thing is tattered too. This is not a new train conductor's hat. Doesn't smell good. 
oh no, it smells awful. Like it's been through the wash, uh, so it doesn't smell as bad as it once did. But yeah, there are stains in here that are three decades old. Code red. Yeah. So, anyways. Well, I hope, I hope you enjoyed the story. I'm time. happy you're in here. Well, I'm happy that I'm here. I'm, I'm happy you took the uh, extreme effort of <laughs> coming to your Saturday show. Uh, no, what, I yeah. do love that I go, yeah, you're pretty hungover. Hey, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> what do you want from me? What well, do you want? From, hey, listen, I did what everybody else in Portland did yeah. yesterday, which okay. was I saw the news of the Trailblazers blockbuster trade, and I got drunk. What out, else were you of happiness? No, oh. no, nobody in Portland got drunk out we're of like, happiness. Yeah, let's do it. No, it's this is the Eric Bledsoe era. <laughs> I also did not get drunk out of spite or misery, which most everybody in Portland seems to be terribly mad at the stupid trade that to me does not have a whole lot of significance. It's it it is what it is. This is a lost season. Those were two terrible moves by a GM who was ousted be, for being a terrible guy. And, you know, we can get past this very quickly. So I'm sure that you have a ton of thoughts that you were not able to share on AJ and Dusty yesterday. And you want to get on your Blazers soapbox and say why this franchise is going in the toilet and how this is just a sign yeah. of the end of the world. And, and I will give you that room and I'll tell you why you need to shut up. Okay, well, so that's first, what... first I need to ask you, what's the most hungover you've ever been at an event? Ooh, at an event. Because I'm more interested in that, at least right now. I, I will rant for all of three minutes. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, that, that's where we're going to start in the, the show. Next we, segment. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I need to just yeah. kind of be in a better Ooh. mood and regale. Ooh. Because I have a moment where I was just insanely hungover. And Are you my, telling your story first? I could. So sure, you can. It was my college graduation, in fact. <laughs> and uh, there's a couple of regrets that go along with this. So... The night before my college grad, I decided that, like, I was just going to go hard one more night, sure. right? Yeah. And so uh, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, uh, Megan and I went out, and she was far more responsible. Sure. And said, well, my mom and my brother and my uh, stepdad are here from Virginia, so I should probably take it easy so tomorrow I can, like, you know. Yeah you know, host them. I didn't. And, uh, I got very blackout drunk and I woke up the next day and, uh, I went through that whole graduation just like on, on level five, yeah. just, just, uh, everything. Like I could hear things, but at the same time, there was like an air conditioner going on in the back of my head just yeah. like that. Now here's where the bad part comes in. Michelle Obama was our speaker. <laughs> So I probably could have gotten more from that speech if I wasn't like in the middle of it thinking, man, I wish I would have brought water. Yeah. You didn't have to do anything, though. At least you just were a spectator. Dude, yes, I did. What I did you to talk to people. My parents oh, were there. Well, sure, My yeah. girlfriend's parents were there. <laughs> who, after about the first two minutes, we're like, this guy's hungover. <laughs> like, I tried to put on the face of, hey, how are you? And then yeah. just everything on my face looked crinkled up. Yeah. Uh, three hangovers come to mind when you when you say the most hungover I've ever been. There's one when it, you it, had to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I lived in Vegas, and uh, me and my brother were gonna get on a flight the next morning. So I'd finished a, a stand-up comedy 
tour. I, I was living in Vegas, but for like six months, I was on the road and just driving around the country. And I got back to Vegas. My brother agreed to meet me there because mm. I, I, I got, we finished this stand-up tour with like 200 bucks in our pocket. We made no money. We survived, but we made no money. And I, I drove back from Florida to Vegas straight, me and another Ooh. comic, and with like 200 bucks in our pockets. And we just stopped for like dollar cheeseburgers and gas. And that was the whole thing. We drove all the way across the southern United States. And we get back and I had no money. My brother's working for Alaska Airlines. And so he agrees to meet me down there and he'll fly me back on standby. And so he looked at all the flights and we, he's like, all right, we got a 9 a.m. We can get on there. No problem. Uh, and then we went and just got wrecked. Like to the point where I woke up in the bushes in front of the Gold Coast Casino and had no idea how I got there. And then I walked over to my truck that was parked like across the street. I remember walking down the street side by side with my brother. And then the next thing I remember is waking up in the bushes in front of the Gold Coast, which was not on the side of the street that I remember walking down. Have no idea how I got there. Bushes? Bushes. <laughs> how did you not get arrested? I don't know. It's Vegas. Uh, that's the same night. Like, I almost, I thought I was going to get arrested. We were walking across the street and I was, I was carrying two Newcastles in my hand. Uh, the, uh, the clear bottles. Classy. Yeah. And I finished one of them like in the middle of the intersection on, uh, what street would that be? Flamingo. Mm, of course. And, uh, and I finished the bottle and then across the street, probably, I don't know, 40 yards from me, there's like this big, uh, ditch that's all concrete in there. And I just, from the middle of the street, take this bottle and chuck it into the ditch. Like, so I knock it like 40 yards over people, over cars, into this ditch so it can explode because I'm a drunken moron. And as soon as I do that, these sirens pop on. Uh, yeah. And this cop pulls up next to me and my brother, hammered. And he just goes, hey, try to hit a garbage can next time. <laughs> I was like, probably should have been arrested. So then I wake up. Hey. Oh. And so then I wake up in, in front of the, the Gold Coast, walk over to my truck that's parked at the Palms Casino across the street. My mm. brother's sleeping in the back because I was a classy dude. When I lived in Vegas, my truck had a twin mattress in the back under the canopy. Oh, that's well, I moved down there not knowing where I was going to live. So I brought uh, a mattress. I ended up in a furnished room. So I just kept the mattress in there. I used it a lot. Now I do want, I wish I could have met Vegas Luke. Yeah. Vegas Luke was a wreck. And I think Vegas Luke really like really acclimated to the whole like Las Vegas. Like, oh yeah. So <laughs> towny. So my brother goes, where the hell have you been? Uh, I've been trying to call you and I'm like, oh shoot, I don't have my cell phone. Oh boy. So then we, I, we go over and if you've ever been to the gold coast casino, there's like three city blocks of bushes in front of it. And I go, oh, this is kind of where I was sleeping. Maybe I lost my phone there. And, uh, it took us like two minutes to find my cell phone. We walked over there and I go, I think I was here. I I'm looked down, good. I looked down there. It was, he wasn't even like calling. It wasn't like yeah. a lit up phone. I'm like, I think this is where I was sleeping. Grabbed it. So my drunk memory is right on pace. Nice. We eventually get back to my house. We sleep in. We both had alarms set. We both slept through them and then had to pack. Just uh, hung over. I get back to Vancouver. So you guys probably looked like Hunter S. Thompson at the <laughs> airport. I was close sticking out of the briefcase or the suitcase. <laughs> I, I was the plan was to like spend like, I don't know if it was July or August, but I was going to spend the whole month up here. And uh, I show up, I packed zero underwear, mm. 
packed uh, one of like two different pairs of shoes. That's smart. And uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah the the packing job that I did was pretty mediocre. So I had to go shopping as soon as I yeah. got for pretty much everything. So that's one hangover. Uh, there's another one. My I worked for Alaska Airlines for a very short time. But I finished the training. It was like two months of training in Seattle. You go up like for a week at a time and just do like intensive. You have to know everything about it. But then I was in Vegas still and I had there was like two flights a day and the schedules were terrible. And I worked like three hours and it was it was awful. So you graduated and you wanted to celebrate (laughs) the graduation ceremony showed up and the teacher comes over. and She's like. I probably shouldn't let you proceed because everybody's telling me that you smell like whiskey and you do <laughs> smell like whiskey. <laughs> but we need somebody in Vegas. <laughs> and so uh, that like, makes me worry about airlines. <laughs> well, <laughs> I had the highest score on like all the tests, but we, we went. We, yeah, it, see, it, that it, makes me worry. It was the training for uh, like, I don't know, three or four different cities or whatever. So there was like somebody from San Francisco, a couple people from Portland, a couple uh, people from Vegas. So the people from all over, we weren't going to see him again. So it was just like, yeah, we, we tied one on. And then uh, the, the, the worst hangover that I've probably ever had was me and my brother were in Whistler, different brother. We were in Whistler and we got just hammered drunk, lost track of each other, ended up in bed by like nine o'clock in the evening. Oh, lovely. So we woke up like bright and early, ready to go snowboarding. And we (laughs) were walking down the hall and (laughs) the first people we see in the hall, just look at both of us and go, rough night guys, rough night last night guys. And we go, yeah. And then we get to the elevator, and somebody's in the elevator, and they go, rough night, guys? <laughs> yeah. Somebody else gets in the elevator, they look at us, and they go, rough night, guys? Oh, man. We passed probably 10 different people that go, rough night, guys? You guys have a rough night. We get to the buffet breakfast at the hotel, and the server comes up, and she goes, let me get your first plate for you. Oh. <laughs> we, we look. I don't know how how we looked. I can't picture it in my head. I don't remember looking in a mirror. But we looked so bad that the the gal at the buffet that just gets you your drink order right. went and got our first plate of eggs for us because we looked so haggard. And I actually felt pretty good, and even better after the Bloody Mary and, and our first run. We ended up having a pretty good day. But yeah, everybody we passed in the hotel. Rough night, guys. Well, yeah. So those are my I'm three. happy you're here. Ah, uh, least I could do. Really, it's the least I. You could, could have just look. not shown up. That would have been the least I could have done, I suppose. So could it? I don't know. I mean, I did the first segment from the Markham Bridge on uh, New Year's Day. I do remember that. That <laughs> was great. Day one year, so that was incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was good times. Good times. All right. So you ready to talk Blazers? Will's rant. Will's Blazer fan rant. I'm ready. Next, Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Here we go. 
Nice timing on that. Very well done. I figured I'd play some soothing music for hey, you. Hey, I appreciate it. You got my back. Yeah. One thing I can count on. And even though you don't drink anymore, you still understand and you got my back. That's important. I know drunk people. Because I used to be one. <laughs> and you were too good at it, so you had to stop. Right. Yeah. I was a pro. Yeah. Well, that'll happen. So, all right. You ready to do it? You ready to do it? <laughs> First, uh, <laughs> what? A- Let's go over the details of this trade. Okay. Uh, uh, Norman Powell, who was the number one offseason priority for, for Neil O'Shea. So says Neil O'Shea. Say it? Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Neil O'Shea. Uh, wait, oh, is he not, dead? No, no. He's oh. Gone. Uh, Neil O'Shea's number one priority in the offseason was to sign Norman Powell to a big, big contract because, whew, this is the way the Blazers were going to win a championship. Now, raise your hand if you thought that was a great move. Anybody? Anybody? I'm looking at the, the studio audience. Well, now, hold on a second. Great move in terms of that narrative or just great move overall? Sure, great move overall. Because I would argue that was actually a pretty good move considering where you were and what was available. I would say that was fine. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. What you've seen this year, was it working? From what I saw this year, I w- here is okay. now the second part of what I'll say. I have from the very beginning now, after I saw about the first five games, went, nothing really matters this season. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, okay. It, it was just like you you clocked it and you went, nope, not okay. this team. Uh, Blazers traded two first-round picks to get Robert Covington and Trevor Ariza. <laughs> was that working? Did you get did you get oh. the value that you expected from that? No, trip? you didn't. Okay. So so Norman Powell, number one offseason priority. You traded Gary Trent Jr., who, let's be honest, you'd have been in the same position overpaying for Sorry. an undersized player yeah. with or without Gary Trent. And you traded Rodney Hood. People people complain. Oh, and you lost Rodney Hood. Okay, uh, Rod- that's fine. Get rid of Rodney yeah, Hood. But, yeah, but he was these none of <laughs> Yeah, that was none of the pieces that you traded away were going to be of of you know historic value had you kept them. So Rodney Hood and and all the people going. So now you traded. Now you traded two first round picks, Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood for Eric Bledsoe, mm-hmm. Keon Johnson, mm-hmm. Justice Winslow and a 2025 second round pick. So Can't th- wait for that pick. This is people that are so upset. So Norman Powell, Robert Covington for the haul that you just got back from the Los Angeles Clippers. The haul. The haul. <laughs> people are so <laughs> mad about I this. I do like how you're calling it a haul. It's a haul. <laughs> By volume, yes. Yeah. It's a haul. It's a, it is many more players and assets than what you oh, are yeah. trading. Hey, dude. You just traded away two players and you got three and plus a draft pick. Listen, it's you. You just said (laughs) nothing. This season matters. I think the best thing that's happened this season is Damian Lillard finally going, you know, this is pretty bad. I should probably get some surgery on my abdomen. And so I can actually function as a basketball player again at the level that I used to, because if I continue like this, it's only going to get worse. Go well, you're going to have a, uh, a Dwayne Wade. Regression. So, so t- get on your get on your Blazers fan soapbox and mm. tell me why this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Because 
<sighs> That's all I am seeing from this. Mike Mike Lynch last night doing his sports center updates. Well, the boys made a trade and everybody hates it. It's true. A lot of people hate it. Everybody seems to hate it. Tell me why you hate it so much. Okay, look, I don't hate it. Tell me why you hate it so much. Tell me why you hate it so much. I'm a little much. exasperated by it because here's where I will kind of sit on this. Look, I get why you did it. Okay. You can't be in the luxury tax, right? Yeah. You just can't. Well, and quite honestly, it's, it's probably got... You, you can be in the luxury tax if you're competing for championships. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You but if you're the Portland Trailblazers... in the West. Yeah, you cannot trade and get yeah. higher value contracts than bring... Yeah. You can't trade to bring on higher value contracts when you're already in the luxury yeah. tax. That is that is a CBA rule. Yeah. So, apart from that, here's where I get pissed off about it oh is that a sounder for pissed off well look you are counting on something that quite honestly hasn't happened in almost 20 years which is acquiring incredibly good quality players through trade they got Robert Covington no. and Norman no, Powell no, 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 through no, no, trade. No. Anybody what? else? Why is everybody so mad that no. we got rid of them? Listen to me. <laughs> everybody on Blazers Twitter who has this toxic positivity of just basically denying reality, shut up. That was a bad, bad trade for Robert Covington. Okay. It was why fine we, for Norman Powell. Why are we so mad that we got rid of them? Because you could have gotten more. Oh, from who? From, from who? who? So you're telling me that yeah. Joe Cronin, it, the interim GM of these Portland Trailblazers, yes. got a call from the Clippers and they go, hey, what do you think of this? And he goes, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. You I, t- he didn't know. He he didn't know other. He put no other feelers out to the rest of the NBA and goes, hey, what do you give me for these two guys? Here's what I think happened. <laughs> I think that he got wind sooner than we all have at this point of the fact that the Nets are going to move on Ben Simmons. Sure. They're going to do the hard thing. I think he got wind of that. And he said, okay, that probably takes trading CJ and Covington and whatever the hell else you want to throw into that grab bag for Ben Simmons. Right? So, Once he heard that, he basically said, okay, my only goal at this point now is to get under the cap or I'm sorry, get under the uh, luxury tax tax so that I can get into the off season and make a real move. Yep. What move are you going to make? Why are you so mad? You know, Miles Turner is gone next week, right? Sure. You know, he's not going to be around. You know, the Pacers are going to do anything possible to drive up the value on him as sky high as possible to get an insane amount of picks and they'll take it. What do the trailblazers have right now in terms of value for trade? They what? Them young guys. Yeah, they, who? Who's the young guy? Ant. Ant, right. They're going to keep him. Okay. Because they're, that's, that's what, what they, they do. do. That's what Portland does. They <laughs> love guards. Okay. Who could score a lot and I, can't play S for defense. I'm, I'm sorry. What's the histo- historical uh, context of Joe Cronin's resume that thinks He's going to do exactly what Neil Shea did for the last decade. Because he just did this. And it's frightening what his ass, What do you mean he dude? just did this? He just did. Dude, he they're just not going to make of any two, more. He just got rid of two starters uh, for, a, for a hunk of garbage. You think that's his end game? You think this is a guy with an interim tag that's going like, this is, this is what's going to get me. This is going to be the GM job. 
This is going to take that interim off of my name. You think that's the move that all the presidents, all the people that have a say in what the Blazers do go, I think this is the right move. Let's do it. Chance, what do you think of this? We're going to go ahead and get rid of two starters and bring back, like I think you said it earlier, Bledsoe's not going to play. Bring back. I wish he would play. I want the starting lineup to be. Eric Bledsoe. In a couple of months, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Eric Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe Anthony, Anthony Simons, and, and CJ Ellaby. Oh, and Ellaby's I want it. Uh, Look, dude, I get the line of logic you're going down right now, but just, here's the unfortunate part of it. Did you read the Mark Medina uh, Q&A with him? Yeah, where, where he said that he wants to have the Nurk, CJ, Dame as the centerpiece yeah, of the team. Yeah, that is scary. Okay. Why do you, why, why on God's good green earth do you want that? It hasn't worked for five years. Got them to a Western Conference Finals. Whoa, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty cool, wasn't it? It was fantastic. Now remind me, did they get worse after that point? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Nurk, That's and Nurk was hurt. And Nurk kept getting hurt. Well, and Nurk, now Nurk was hurt. hurt. Nurk was not playing. And now Damian that... Lillard has a injury that most likely will ah. cause his career to regress after this season. Why? What? He went and had surgery. How old is he? To repair an injury. How old is and he? And how much to come use back. has he had? He's going to come back and he's going to be in a walker? What are you talking about? Let me tell you something. Tell, oh, t- tell Let me tell, tell you something. Tell me, Blazer fan. Tell me what's happening. The best move you had was oh. to go all in oh. for Ben Simmons. Okay. You should have. You should have at a certain point really twisted Daryl Morey's arm yeah. with a lot of assets. How many championships do you think Ben Simmons wins in his career? One. Oh, okay. Yeah. This year with the Nets? Uh, Probably. I mean, if he goes there. <laughs> if he plays, by the way. Yeah. Uh, But the other one was like getting DeMontis Sabonis, getting Miles Turner. Sure. That's not going to happen anymore. Okay, like it's all over. the moves it's all, that you it's over. Dude, seriously, you think they're going to stick around after the trade deadline? Like no. you've heard from the Pacers, no, the Pacers right? Are the Pacers are like, thing. it's fire sale, bro. Yeah. Anything you, you see Miles Turner over there? What do you got for him? Yeah. How many first round picks? So you got it. So you're telling me that Joe Cronin never picked up the phone and goes, what do you think? What do you think? I think he picked up the phone and they go, we want CJ sure. or Nurk and we want Robert Covington and you know, whatever. And he goes, no, I can't do that. That's what I think. Okay. And that pisses me off that he still seems kind of resistant to moving CJ McCollum. Dude, I'm telling you, CJ's not leaving after the trade deadline. No, he's going to stick around CJ. all season. They love CJ. He's it, got a winery. He's got his own wine. You know, we're going to start next Portland. season with Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and Anthony Simons, right? And you know <laughs> the reason why we moved all these guys to the Clippers, right, was to create room to sign Anthony Simons. Absolutely. So he's pretty way. much doing the same thing Deal all did. Feels that way. So just that's why that is why right there this move is so stupid it's just dumb it is supposing something that has a very low likelihood of happening in an off season by the way how many more months until the off season where things could actually change where players get hurt players get disgruntled and demand trades and they don't want to go to portland when is the trade deadline uh, next, I think Thursday or some guy. Do you think this is the only move the Blazers make before the trade deadline? Yeah, okay, I do. I don't I think they have another move because I, disagree. I, I mean, think about the guys that are out there that could possibly, <clears throat> excuse me, that could possibly help Portland, and then think about what they have. Yeah, 
I and then think about what Joe Cronin has already signaled, which is I'm not going to trade CJ McCollum. Yeah, my suspicion is this will not be the only move that they make. We'll okay. see. We'll see. We'll that's, be back. Hey, trade deadline is Thursday. That's fair. We have a show next Saturday. Just calm down. I can't calm down. I never can. The text right. line can't calm down either. Well, no, the text line's all fired up. You want to hit any of them now, or you want to do them next? Got a Sports Center update lingering. Give me some next. All right, we'll hit the text line. See what y'all think. But first, Sports Center update. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Hey, it's us talking Blazers. Here, here's the funny thing is nobody, nobody on this station, nobody in the real world. I'm on a Blazers text thread. We've talked about it on this show. I don't participate in it, but it's, uh, it's a bunch of acquaintances that I have and a couple good friends and they go on there and they, uh, and they snipe about the Blazers. It's exhausting. The first text about the Blazers all year was this trade and everybody's mad. Nobody cares about the Blazers this year. Dude, the arena is still half full. There's, there's no interest in the team. Dame hasn't been playing for weeks and everybody, all of a sudden the trade, it's like, ah! it's a lost season. And, well, dude, and this and was supposed funny- to be the highlight of it. <laughs> what were we going to do at the trade deadline? I mean, honestly, there's like- still a week. Again, we've got some texts. You want to share them. Let's let's get into your thoughts, you, the listeners, because you're the most important thing about this show, blah, blah, blah. Text uh, 503358. What's the number? Yeah, 3250. Do you know the number? You just mumble it because you don't know it. 503-250-1080. Good job. Okay. What you do, I'm trying to put on zero. You I'm do trying 80 to, or you do one zero. I'm trying to put on my stripper DJ. You don't voice. do ten eight zero. Ah, right, guys, here we go. We're gonna read some texts. Coming to the stage, it's Mercedes. Mercedes on stage one. This is the move lots of dudes do with women. We want Dame to break up with us because we can't do it. So we keep on doing dumb stuff so he'll leave and they can avoid the heat public relations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty I good. love that. That's pretty good. That is that's pretty fantastic. That is, I will put on my tin hat for that one. Yeah, yeah. That we're trying to get him to break sure. up, break up with us because we'd look so bad if we broke up with him. Why not? Everybody in the family loves yeah. your girlfriend. Everybody yeah. wants you to marry her, but you know that she's too good for you. So yeah. you sabotage it. So she can look like the bad guy when she leaves you. You don't purposely sabotage it. Uh, in the back of your head, yeah. you're doing everything no, to I get lo- her out. Hey, listen, I love everything about that text. That's fantastic. All right, guys. Here's another text. Cronin is just old Shay with nicer emails. Cool. Yeah, kind of. Shut up, dude. He's been in the shop for what, two months? Has it even been that long? Two long months. Oh, my. Yeah, they're exhausting. It's his fault. Dame is hurt. 
<laughs> Chauncey Phillips might not be the right choice as head coach and the roster that he inherited is what he built. I know he was in the building and he was the numbers guy behind the scene. He's not Neil O'Shea. And if he wants to keep this job, he better not be Neil O'Shea. I hope that he's smarter than that. But you know what? I could be wrong. I don't know the guy. Maybe he's a dum-dum. We'll find out. I like to remember this is another text, guys. I like to remember the Blazers in the Western Finals for the zero games they won against the Warriors. I guess what? The Warriors were a historically stacked team, and that was before everybody got hurt. I mean, we should have won one game. Yeah, we were close in one. That one remember that one oh, game? Man. Remember that one game? You know, see, this is this is the problem. You are the problem, I'm my the friend. Problem. You were so complacent with this BS. <laughs> I want to win I'm one. supposed to be violently angry like everybody else in Portland. One, two games. Give me two games. Oh, shut up. I don't want Myers Leonard coming to our rescue because that is what happened in the final game. My, my, hey, Myers, Myers was greatness in Portland. So likable. Him and Zach Collins were going to be the Twin Towers, and that's what that's that's the uh, the pony we we're going to ride into the sunset, into the championship. But Zach uh, Collins didn't even injuries. start at Kansas, dude. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot Zach Collins is on this. Did team. he play last night? No. Oh, he was he's back from injury. He was off the injury report for San Antonio. Was he really? Yeah. I didn't I didn't check in. I was too busy playing ping pong and drinking whiskey. Yeah, dude, yeah. I seriously totally forgot about Zach Collins. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I mean, that's that's the point we're at right now, where it's like there's just these like dudes. You forget that, about Rudy Fernandez? Oh hell no! I we still remember. We this team about Red Patty Bills. Yeah, look, dude, I remember Rudy Fernandez in the dunk contest taking his jersey off and wearing another jersey, and everyone in the country was confused. They were like, "Who is that?" Kim found out it was like the first Hispanic Blazers yeah, player yeah. ever, and nobody bothered yeah. to look it up. Everyone was just like, "Oh, yeah." Now look at stuff up's hard. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it still amazes me when people are like, what's going on here? There's just something I don't understand. It's like, dude, pull out a smartphone in your pocket, <laughs> educate yourself in like two seconds. But the people that forget they have Google in their pocket all the time amazes me. Well, look, I'm pretty mad. I think you can see that. Yes. I'm Violently curious. angry. Yeah. The amount of things that you've broken in the studio today, it's a lot. I mean, this is, there's a pile. probably. Second to when we traded away Myers Leonard. We let him go. Was I? I wasn't mad about that. You're we? so mad. You're so mad. I don't think yeah, I was mad or happy. There. I think I, that it just happened and my life went on. <laughs> That's how this should be. That's how this should be. Who's going to miss the Robert Covington era, oh. the Norman Powell era of Portland Trailblazers basketball? But see, dude, you're thinking of it from a personnel standpoint. And that's what I'm trying to get across to you is that, like, it's not, I, I'm not mad. You're so mad that we lost no. Robert Covington or Norman Powell. What I'm mad about is that, like, there is this perceived plan in place. Everybody's kind of trying to read the tea leaves on it. And at least, again, this is what everybody is kind of reading. It's, okay, you got rid of those guys because you're trying to get under the salary cap. Sure. You have publicly stated you don't want to part with C.J. McCollum. Which means the other trade asset you do have at next week's deadline would be Yusuf Nurkic. You're not going to get rid of Anthony Simons. Yeah. Here two four. That's why you got rid of Robert Covington and Norman Powell. So what happens if one you don't want to move off CJ and two the market for use of Nurkic is dry. It is dry, and nobody wants to trade with you. 
Well, that means you have to now wait a bunch of months until a the offseason. A bunch season. of months. You do. There's a week left in the trade deadline. You have to wait Again. a bunch of months until the offseason yeah. where nothing is going to be right. guaranteed. All right. Let's see. Let's see what happens. I'd... Let's see what happens. All right. Also, let's go to good versus evil. That is next. This is the sinner and the saint. This is 1080 the fan. This is Odyssey. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. Change. We need change. Um, I, I know many very capable um, black coaches, um, some of my staff who I know um, if given an opportunity or when given an opportunity are going to go and do a great job on their interview. Um, and I would just hate for that uh, to, be a, to be a waste. That was Brian Flores, the former Miami Dolphins head coach, was or has filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Giants, and 29 other NFL teams alleging racial discrimination in their hiring processes. In the suit, Flores points to text messages he received from Patriots head coach Bill Belichick congratulating Flores on getting the Giants job. Here's the twist. He meant to be texting Brian Dayball, who had already been hired before Flores had even done the interview. Yeah. What happens at the end of all this? Well, hopefully they can make some significant progress in this, but the Rooney rule was put in place to make progress. 20 years ago, there were three black head coaches in the NFL. Today, one? Tomlin, yeah. One? And first to be hired, first to be fired. Uh, the tenures seem to be shorter, and they pull the trigger a lot quicker. So, uh, the hiring the hiring processes that these teams go through they they seem to be assumptive that they have the guy. They go through the interview process. Uh, that's pretty obvious what happened in uh, in New York. But yeah, you, you just hope that they can actually make some change that reflects what they've printed in the end zones and on the goalposts and around the fields and racism. It still exists in America. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the Rooney rule did not have uh, the desired effect. And it's 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 disappointing. But I don't know what the solution is because uh, I'm not very smart. You're not a rear view mirror guy. It doesn't seem like you're kind of forge your way. Go get stuff. This feels like one of those uh, where you, you ask like 50 questions on a. Well, you're giving me slow. You're not giving me a ton to work with, coach. So I just want to find something out about Jim Harbaugh, the human being. Okay. I want to find out about Jim Harbaugh. I'm a, I'm a player right now, and I want to play for a bunch of schools. I'm listening to Jim Harbaugh. I want to play for Jim. Well, I mean. Do you have I, any eligibility, Colin? That was my favorite interview of all time with Colin Cowherd and Jim Harbaugh. That was just Jim Harbaugh just sitting there going, I don't like you. Yeah. I don't like anything about you. I have better things to do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't don't disagree with uh, Jim Harbaugh on that. Jim Harbaugh will be the next head coach or will not be the next head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. He interviewed with the team on Wednesday, but afterwards informed Michigan that he will be returning to Ann Arbor to coach in 2022. The Vikings are expected to hire Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell sources within the interview or that had knowledge of the interview say that Harbaugh, well, he just kind of thought he'd get it. 
like, okay, I'm going to wing this thing. Let's go. Sure. Uh, was this the right move for everybody? Does everybody so. win here? I think so. Michigan football being back. I think it's important for college football. It was it was fun to see them get a shot at uh, at a college football playoff, even though they did not perform particularly well. It was great that they beat Ohio State in a year where Ohio State uh, decided to lose to mediocre teams. Um, and, you know, it was... <laughs> yeah, you like That's that. a good dig. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think him staying at Michigan and having uh, Ann Arbor be a desired place for... What were they, top five for... Uh, recruiting class this year so yeah no i think it's i think it's a win-win-win everybody wants to see jim harbaugh back in the nfl but you know what i don't know that i'm among them we've got john harbaugh and he's the more likable brother anyways just stay up in michigan and have fun retire there for all i care i would have retired this year if i were him <laughs> honestly finally got him. no i'm looking for yeah. dude i'm already looking money for, i'm already <laughs> looking forward to michigan ohio state next year more than i have in years oh all right Here's my favorite story this week. It comes from Los Angeles. Been here, I've been to Los Angeles. Yeah, I know. Uh, here's your headline. Woodside, which is a city, yes. <laughs> says mountain lions make wealthy town exempt from building affordable housing. <laughs> That's creative. The planning director for the wealthy Bay Area town of Woodside says it can't comply with a new California law that allows construction of two-unit housing in areas zoned for single-family homes, known as SB9 projects, due to mountain lions in the area. According to the SF Chronicle, the town official says that state law does not allow for building permits to be issued as long as mountain lion is a candidate for the endangered species list on the Central Coast habitat. There you go. You're all over the place. This is from Los Angeles, and you're reading from SF Gate. And Sorry, it was ABC 7, so yeah, I yeah. was lazy. and then Okay, just making sure. Um, so, essentially, these people are um, using the mountain lines to their advantage to keep sure. poor people out of their town. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a fun <laughs> meeting to be in. It's like, how do we keep poor people out of our town? And Glenn stands up and raises his hand. He's like, what about the mountain lines? <laughs> Uh, we need a little more here, Glenn. What are you talking uh, about? Well, I mean, aren't they endangered here? Yeah. I mean, if we put in this housing, that's going to cut into their habitat. What if we worked with the mountain lion, <laughs> spoke to them, got on their side, and told them, hey, we want you to scare off poor people. Just scare them. Uh, you slap at them. You growl at them. Yeah. And then we live with the mountain lions. They'll be our cohabitat. <laughs> cohabitat? Not cohabitate. Cohabitat. Cohabitat. I'm with you. No, uh, listen, we know that these things go on uh, all the time around the country, around the world, where rich people. This goes on all the time? <laughs> rich people. <laughs> Using mountain lions? Rich people <laughs> try to come up with ways to keep oh. poor people away from them. It's it, We know that that goes on. It Mountain is, lions used to keep poor people out. I think we've all been there. It, <laughs> it is the first time I've heard of mountain lions being the excuse. Uh, yeah, I hope they're all embarrassed. I hope. I hope that. I hope that people lose their jobs over this. I mean it. Like the, but the, it's the political leadership of a small town. Like we complain about the federal government all the time and how stupid everybody is there. Well, this is small town government. They're dumber. So yeah, hey, it's kind of smart. 
It's awful, but <laughs> it's kind of smart. Kind of smart. Why is it your favorite story of the week? Uh, because of that, like you know, because it's smart. Well, think of it this way: like a really popular belief in business, in terms of like innovation, is the idea of using constraint. So yeah, less is more. Well, not only that, but like trying to think and innovate within the box that you've been predetermined. Of. Yeah. So instead of figuring out a way. So in this instance, right, instead of figuring out a way to bring another variable in to get rid of the poor people, to uh, sweep well, them out. Why, rather, why is there a mandate? They, for had, they said to themselves, well, there's mountain lions around the area that are killing our dogs and making life at night for us. Pretty scary. Why don't we just use those to our advantage? That's kind of smart. <laughs> it's kind of smart. Diabolical. Do, well, why, why did they have to come out with this? What do you mean? Why did they have to catch this plan to begin with? Well, because they don't want those dirty poor people around. <laughs> yeah, but. We all know that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but there is there is somebody going, hey, you need to build some affordable housing because there's not there's a lot of homeless or houseless people across the country. And you need to have you need to make it so that people can afford to live in your stupid town Uh even though it's riddled mountain lions, you need to make you need to make some space where people can have low earning jobs and live in your town. We're requiring it, so that's why the Hatch Plan is because the government above them went, dude. Come on, nobody can nobody can afford to live there and wait tables for you guys at your country club. Look, Let's go ahead and make some affordable housing because you guys are jerks. Look, my hands are tied here. The yeah. mountain lions, yeah. and they had to quickly come up with an excuse. And this is the one they came up with. Yes, I will give them. I will give them kudos on creativity. It's smart. It's awful. <laughs> it's, it's just smart. It's it's it creative. Smart. It's creative. Yeah. But the smart thing would do be like, yeah, let's figure out a way to make affordable housing because it's better for our communities if we have people that the park our cars can live here. Look, jerks. Affordable housing. Parking for my yacht. What do you want? Me? Yeah, yeah. What do you want me to yeah, do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah, which hey, we tried to have four people years ago, but the mountain lions, the mountain lions <laughs> ate them all. We can give you the case study. Uh, that is our good versus evil. It is brought to you by 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Their food is delicious. You should eat it. There's two different locations. One is on Burnside. One is at 52nd and Woodstock. Or you can just order it for delivery. Or you can order it to go. You can take it right to your house and eat it. It's delicious. Eat it. A-T-E-O-H-A-T-E.com is their website. Go there. Find what you want to eat. Order it. And then eat it. Hour two is all Winter Olympics. It's going to be awesome. You're shaking your head. No? No? You're going to talk Pro Bowl? Okay. Pro Bowl and Winter Olympics. Hour two coming up next. Center and Saint, 10 the fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 